Welcome to the Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where the conversation is always hot and fresh. Comfort food for your soul is always on the menu, and friends are close enough to hug. Pull up a chair. We've been waiting just for you. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Hey, it's Luann and Rachel on your Encouragement Cafe. Right here around this table every week, we kind of gather around and talk about wonderful things, things that are going on in our life. And I can't help it. I'm giddy. I sing a lot. And during the Christmas season, I'm, I kind of border on obnoxious because I am so <laughs> tickled to be uh, in this season of life, in this time of year. Rachel, I can't help myself. I know you sing all year long, but you sing a lot actually at Christmas. I've, I've experienced that before. <laughs> I can't help it because this is the most wonderful time of the year because it not only reminds us what this season is all about. I mean, you can't help but hear Christmas uh, songs that are constantly reminding you of Jesus. And, and it just makes me smile. It brings hope back into our world. And so that makes me smile. But here's something else that always uh, brightens my day. That is, this season really puts an exclamation mark for me on spending quality time with the people I love the most. Last weekend, uh, we took two of our grandkids to see uh, a Broadway production of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I've not seen the Broadway um show, but obviously I've seen the the classic show on television, and I just saw it right um, the weekend of Thanksgiving. I saw it again. You know, somehow when I was a child, I missed the fact that this was written by Dr. Seuss. The cartoon looks like a Dr. Seuss illustrated book. I I just never really realized that until recently, um, where I live here in, in, in Wilmington, North Carolina, we actually have one of the largest Dr. Seuss artwork collections in the world. We have a gallery here that his wife is um, very involved with. Personal friends of them own the gallery. And so there's tons of Dr. Seuss's work you can go in and look at. You can see hand-drawn sketches with a pencil where he was like working out his ideas for what you know the Grinch would look like. And then you, of course, can see the final scenes. It's really kind of fascinating. So yeah, I love the Grinch. You can't beat Dr. Seuss. <laughs> well, you know, I agree. I totally agree. And if If you're listening right now and you're rolling your eyes at Rachel and I because you're saying, really, you're you're getting excited about a cartoon for Christmas. But here's what I love. I love about this story. This story is talking about someone who has missed the meaning of Christmas. They just kind of somewhere along the line got a little tough and they got a little discouraged about people's behavior. And I think that we probably could all relate to the Grinch, if we're honest. There are times when people have not treated me right, and I have had that feeling of, wait a minute, I'm going to just get a little layer of toughness around my heart so I don't get hurt again. And I believe that's where the Grinch was. He had spent years and years wrapping his heart up so that nobody could get close and nobody could penetrate and nobody could get through to hurt him ever again. 
Well, you see that he he lives way up in the in the mountains, right? Away from the town and away from everyone else. You know, that isolation kind of thing. Right. And you know, it's it to me, what we're talking about during this season is how can we wrap our arms around what the Christmas season is all about? And so when we went to see this Broadway show last week with the grandkids, it really brought it to life for me. And we could laugh about it. We could see funny things. But then if, if we look at it a little deeper, we can go, wow, there have been moments in my life that I have felt like, you know what? I don't want you to get too close I would rather not get involved in your festivity because I'm kind of enjoying wallowing in my my spot right now that I'm miserable in. And that and that's where the Grinch was. He was miserable in his spot up in the mountains and he just didn't understand why anybody else uh was having a good time. And and I really believe that that happens to a lot of folks even during this very, very joyful time of year, uh, they get misguided in their uh, emotions. And, and it's because they've allowed years and years of layers to consume their heart. Well, you know, the famous uh, song about him, you know, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You know, it, it talks about his heart a lot in that. it. Um, one line says, your heart's an empty hole, your brain is full of spiders, and you have garlic in your soul, <laughs> you know, which is Dr. Seuss's funny way. Um, you have termites in your smile, and um, your heart's a dead tomato splotched with moldy purple spots. You're a three-decker sauerkraut and told stool sandwich with arsenic sauce. Like, wow. (laughs) But I really don't think that people uh, get that mean just naturally. It's usually in response to being hurt or being disappointed, whether that's an actual injustice that's been done to them or whether they just had expectations for their life or their relationships that did not come true and they're sad and they're bitter and um and all of us have a tendency to blame others um when that happens you know what comes to mind for me is uh i'm just going to give a personal example Uh, my aunt was a wonderful woman godly woman worked her fingers to the bone at church was always serving uh worked at the church camp every year cooking for all the kids until until she got so old she couldn't do it anymore she had the right knowledge but her son died prematurely of an illness and it was her only son and she had three daughters and when her son died something died inside her and she allowed her heart to get harder and harder and harder over the years. And Mm -hmm. I think that that is something that can happen. And so I just want to address that right now, because maybe you have been through something tragic in your life. We lost my father-in-law this year, and and you lost your dad, Rachel. Mm -hmm. And you can choose to allow that, that tragedy to create layers over your heart, just like Grinch. Or you can ask God to keep your heart pliable and moldable. And I remember my aunt uh, just 
as the years went by, you know, my kids and, and other kids didn't even really want to be around her because you could see her face just developing this hard look and the lines mm-hmm. were getting deeper in her face and she had a hard time finding hope and and she almost, she didn't ever physically do this, but just in her attitude, she could almost just be shaking her finger at God and saying, why did you take my son? Why did you take mm-hmm. my son? And I remember feeling so... Uh, overwhelmed with the sadness in that moment. And then one day, God gave me just this golden opportunity. Now, how, how crazy is this story? My husband and I decided to go on a cruise, and we flew from Charlotte to Florida to get on a cruise boat. We had to stop over in Atlanta, and we flew into Atlanta, and we get on the plane and we're kind of in one of those big ones that has the like six seats in the middle and then two or three seats on each side of the row. So it's a big plane. And we're in Atlanta and we're somewhere located in the middle section. And we get ready to sit down and I hear this woman from the back of the plane say, Dwight, Dwight. And I'm like, okay, who, what woman is hollering at my <laughs> husband right now? <laughs> and I turn around and it is his, it's his cousin. His cousin oh. from Kentucky is there and she is there with her husband, her daughter and her husband and her parents. And it was her mom that is this, this woman that had lost her son. And mm. And Aunt Lois was such a sweetheart. And so what we found out, we were like, oh, my goodness, what are the odds that we would be on the same plane? What are you doing? And they said, we're going on a cruise. We said, really? We're going on a cruise, too. Where are you going? And they said, we're going on the same exact cruise ship that my husband and I were going on. Now, what are the odds? Mm -hmm. Well, here's what happened. God gave me several days to sit and talk with my aunt, my husband's aunt, who, be, who was really my aunt, as we got time to just sit on that cruise ship uninterrupted and talk, I was able to share with her that my brother passed away when he was 31 and how difficult that was for my mom. And as we talked, she began to cry. And I don't think Aunt Lois had cried for years. And she laid her head on my shoulder and I was able to just hold her. And the rest of the family is, you know, talking and we're sitting at a table over in an area of the cruise ship by ourselves. And I know God put us together at that moment so that I could just allow her time to talk and heal and spill everything out because she knew that our family had been through it, too. And there's something Mm -hmm. so healing about sharing moments with people about tough times. So Mm -hmm. from that moment on, I could see Aunt Lois start to smile again. And she never missed an opportunity to hunt me out at a reunion and hug my neck and to smile and to just laugh with me. And maybe this Christmas... That's just a reminder to us that whatever we've gone through, whatever hard time we've had, could we just ask God to give us an opportunity to 
open up and allow someone who's going through that hard time right now to share so that they would have a safe place to cry, a safe place to land, someone who will love them and not judge them, and to let them lose those hardened spots on their heart. And just like the Grinch in that story, the Grinch's heart grew that day because of Cindy Lou Who, who said, wait a minute, I'm going to show you a little bit of extra love today. And when she did, the Grinch realized what this holiday was all about. And so I'm going to just encourage us, Rachel, as we talk around the table to think of opportunities where we could share and allow other people to share with us during those hurting moments. Well, you know what I like about you sharing that family story is it reminds us that we all have disappointments and we all have loss in our lives in some form or another, whether your loss occurred this year, you know, as mine did with my dad, or whether it occurred five years ago, you know, when you lost a child, but you still feel it, um, particularly at a time like Christmas, when it's such a family-centric sort of time of year. So I like that story. Um, It's a reminder, we can get so lost in our own pain, you know, and then you look around like my neighborhood. Oh, my gracious. Like, um, you know, if there are any airports that need any landing lights for their runway, they can find them on my street because my neighborhood goes all out with the Christmas decorations and the lights. And um, it's 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 kind of fun, but it's also kind of nuts. <laughs> you, you, you don't even have to turn onto my street from two streets over. You can see kind of the glow in the sky <laughs> above my street. It's coming. You're getting closer. Um, but so sometimes we can look around like that, you know, when we see everybody house all dolled up for the holidays and um, all lit up and we you know walk into the stores and they're all you know lit up and decorated and we can feel like everybody is celebrating and everybody is happy except for me because I have this terrible loss in my life or I have you know this um, terrible disappointment in my life but reality is we all have those losses and we all have those disappointments and you know Christmas is just a, a chance to, rather than let it highlight our losses, it's just a chance to say, you know what, for now, I'm setting this aside, and I'm going to find some joy, and I'm going to find some peace, and I'm going to, you know, look to Christ, get my eyes off of my life and my disappointment and my heart that's two sizes too small because of it all, um, you know, and, and look for peace, look for hope, look for the coming of grace. I love that. You know, that's what we're talking about around the Encouragement Cafe table today is as we watch these funny little cartoons like How the Grinch Stole Christmas or whatever your family favorite is, I love It's a Wonderful Life. But whatever your family favorite movie is, there are little messages in there that tell us that we have a choice this Christmas. We have the opportunity to not only choose to look at the good and to be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. We we have that choice every day, but especially at Christmas when we are celebrating the birth of 
God's son who came to give us joy, to give us eternal life. That's so important for us to wrap our brain around. But also, this is a time when we have the opportunity to reach out and to share our pain with others so that they will know they're not alone. Because I don't know about you, but sometimes when I get in the mode of feeling like I'm down, it feels like I am there all by myself. And that that's when the danger comes. And so in this time of year, I, I would really encourage us to pray and ask God to highlight people that are around us that may be going through something. And maybe they're just remembering their lost loved one. Maybe they they have something they're going through right now. And you can see it if you pay attention and, and you stop shopping for a minute and you say, Lord, help me to focus on the people that you have put in my life today. As we look at the people that God puts in our lives today, we're going to find that he has purposely put someone there who needs to know they're not alone, that whatever they're going through, you've been there or you can be a sounding board for them. You can give them hope in the middle of their hurt. And so right now, I'd like to just offer up a prayer, Rachel, because it's easy to say it. It's kind of tougher to do it. And as we are racing, I know I'm racing to buy Christmas for 10 grandchildren, five children and five of their spouses. And so I get in the mode of go, go, go. And I have to just ask God to put the brakes on my brain, put the brakes on my car, help me to look around and see those hurting hearts. So I want to just offer up a prayer right now and ask for everybody to just take a moment with us. Father, we come before you right now as one, as your children, and we ask that you put the brakes on, help us to hit the pause button and say, God, help us to zero in and focus on the people every day that you put in our lives. Those, those people that are hurting, that need to know that they're not in this alone, that there is someone who loves them and cares for them. And, and Lord, let that be me. Let that be me today. Let that be my friends that are around the table, that we would not go through our days during this Christmas season blindly, that we will notice the Grinches that are around us, and we will try to be that light that you brought so many years ago, Lord, with your son. And what Jesus was so amazing at was just listening and loving and reaching and touching people. And Lord, help us to be your hands and feet this season, not just by throwing a present under a gift tree, not, not just by standing up and singing in church. Let us actually be so hypersensitive to the message that there are hurting people in our everyday walk. Lord, help us to zero in on the appointment you have for us every day. Help us to listen. Help us to love. Help us to pray. And Lord, help us to be that person that you need us to be 
in the lives of those that you've put with us today. We love you, Lord. We know that you've brought women around this Encouragement Cafe table today because we all experience these things in our lives. Thank you for making us a family. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You know, I love your um, challenge to us to to be hypersensitive and to look for those who might be hurting, those who might be lonely, those who might be lost in their loss or in their disappointment and and reach out to them and bring them the joy um, and the peace that Christmas is meant to spread. You know, the the Grinch was um, lost in his own bitterness and jealous of the people down in the town who enjoyed Christmas, you know, because his heart was two sizes too small to enjoy it. And so the Grinch decides to go steal Christmas, right? He takes all their presents and all their decorations. And, and as a kid, even, I remember watching that part of the, the cartoon and just like, he literally like even took the nail off the wall that the stockings were hung on like he took it all um and, and that really got to me as a child like literally left them with nothing um and, you know, I'm one of those people who loves the house decorated. I love, you know, it makes me so happy. I turn on my Christmas tree in the morning. My It's lit all day long until I go to bed at night. And it makes me smile every time I walk into the room with the tree. Um, but anyway, so the, the Grinch takes it all, takes every last bit of it and expects them to then feel as badly as he does and be as sad and have loss Um but he discovers, of course, in the story that he didn't steal Christmas at all, um, that they all gathered around together and they sang and they, you know, lifted their, their voices and lifted their hearts and gave thanks and they were happy. And of course, that's his huge lesson was that Christmas was never about the tree. Christmas was never about the lights. Christmas was never about the presents. You know, it was, um, it was about something more. And as much as it gives me pleasure to look at my tree all dazzled up and lit up. Um, when you do pause to help someone else who's hurting, or when you do pause to bring someone else cheer, that is way more satisfying than simply having a beautifully lit house or a perfectly decorated mantle, or even, you know, then getting all of your Christmas shopping done. So I love the challenge that you issued us today. Well, I, I know that God will do it when we ask him to do it. Because just recently, a gal who volunteers for our radio station all the time, I, I had prayed that morning that prayer, like, Lord, help me to be hypersensitive to the people that you put in my life today. And I didn't really think about it after that. But when I got to the radio station, she happened to be there working on a task and I just felt this overwhelming sense that I needed to go over, give her a hug, and tell her I love her. And I did that, and I went on with my day. And it wasn't until about uh, two weeks later, she sent me a Facebook message, private Facebook message, and she said, you may not even remember doing this, but you have no idea how much I needed to hear that and how much I needed a hug that day. You changed my day. You know, we have no idea what someone's going through, but with when we listen, and if we listen, 
to the promptings of God as he puts people in our lives during this Christmas season, we may just be able to melt the heart of those folks who have been holding on to hurt because God's light is going to shine through us when we allow him to work in us. And may the God of hope give you the courage to encourage others this week. Don't be a Grinch. Be everything that God calls you to be. We'll see you back here next week. Thanks for joining us today at Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where women gather, friends laugh, and hearts mend. Let's continue our conversation. Hop online when you get a chance to sit down and breathe at EncouragementCafe.com. Remember, this is God's ministry, so we ask for your prayers as we reach out to women in Jesus' name. We'll see you back here next week where we fill you up one cup at a time.